Welcome to War Room, the official podcast of the U.S. Army War College Online Journal, graciously supported by the Army War College Foundation. Please join the conversation at warroom.armywarcollege.edu. We hope you enjoy the program. Make sure not to miss a single podcast and subscribe to A Better Peace, the War Room podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite subscription service. The views expressed in this presentation are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect those of the U.S. Army War College, U.S. Army, or Department of Defense. Welcome to A Better Peace, the War Room podcast. I'm Ron Granary, Professor of History at the Department of National Security and Strategy at the U.S. Army War College and podcast editor of The War Room. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Military life is hard on families, even as militaries know how important stable family lives can be for the morale and effectiveness of the force. To balance those interests, military spouses take up the burden, organizing programs for the benefit of families, sharing experiences, and offering support for each other. The spouses program at the Army War College in Carlisle Barracks offers a prime example of how that is done. In what we hope, will be the first of many programs covering the work of military spouses and the spouses program. We here at A Better Peace are delighted to welcome three leaders of the class of 2022 to discuss their personal experiences and the work of their organization. Joni Zipperer is an Army spouse and stay-at-home mother of four and has spent the last 29 years supporting and following her husband through 15 moves all over the United States and Germany. She has held various volunteer positions over the years, and during their travels, Joni found a passion for photography that she recently turned into a growing business. Kim Miller is an Army wife, a mother of three, and a dedicated community volunteer. During her family's 20-year military journey, Kim has used her educational background in communications and nonprofit leadership to benefit community organizations and mentor fellow military spouses in the United States and Germany. And then Melanie Wilhite is a mother of two and Army spouse for the last 15 years. German by birth, she's adapted to military life and life in the United States as an avid volunteer at Army posts and the surrounding communities where her family has been stationed at over the years. Welcome to A Better Peace, Joni Zipperer, Kim Miller, and Melanie Wilhite. Thank you. Thanks, Ron. It's delightful to have you all here. So I want to start with a basic question is, what is the Spouses Program? here at uh, the Army War College, and what if what is your vision for it? So there are two unique opportunities that we have here at the War College, and the first is the Military Family Program, which is a series of classes, courses, discussions that allow all of us to share the experiences we've had as military spouses and learn the things that we need going forward as military spouses. Part of that is the uh, annual spouse project, mm-hmm. which is what Joni, Melanie, and I are heavily involved in. And that project is a great opportunity, again, for all of us to take the experiences we've had over these long careers as military spouses and boil it down to some kind of product that can help other spouses. So this year, we're pursuing a podcast that will allow us to share lots of good wisdom and lessons learned with other spouses Uh, both at Carlisle, but also around the Army and around the wider DOD and military. Great. Thanks, Kim. So uh, for for all three of you, I am curious, how has the experience here at the War College with a a spouse at the War College, how has this been different from any other sort of uh, PCS or deployment uh, experience that you've had? 
What do you think, Melanie? I, I see, I see the look on your face. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got to hear. Please. Um, honestly, I don't know how much different it has been, right? As far as availability of the soldier counterpart goes, he's home a lot. Mm-hmm. However, he's studying, mm-hmm. so picking up kids you know, being more involved is a little bit easier because they're not going anywhere per se. Mm-hmm. However, they're still busy and potentially still not as available as one would think they would be. Mm-hmm. And honest to dear God, they're also kind of annoying. <laughs> we're not, we're not used to them being home so much. Right. right? So it's, um, so that's interesting. Um, it's it's taken us a little bit, I think, to adjust now. I think we found a good rhythm, a good bit into the year already. Um, but yeah, it definitely has been different for that. This is also my husband's first traditional army school. Oh, okay. So the other ones have been done mostly online and through remote learning. So I think this is our first true school experience since the captain's career course. So it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute since then, for sure. Well, um, and, and and Joni, I want to toss this over to you because I want to ask um, that clearly, you know, being at the War College is different than having your spouse deployed overseas. But how is being at the War College different from being assigned to a different sort of stateside uh, peacetime assignment? Uh, I think it's going by really fast because it's such a short amount of time. You know, you're looking at 11 months of being stationed somewhere and living in a house and moving your things. And by the time you get settled, you're looking at leaving again. Um, So it's been a very quick assignment, Mm -hmm. which is very weird for us, even though we're usually stationed somewhere for three to four years, which is nice. Uh, it's it's going by really fast. That's mm-hmm. been, been the biggest thing. It's been fast for our kids. It's fast for me. I think it's even fast for Randy. As he's going through school. Right. Uh, you know, he completes his sessions and his classes, and it's time to sign up for more. And so overall, it's been a good experience. We're enjoying it. Uh, but it's going by way too fast. Going by way too fast. I could, I could totally see that. You, uh, you barely got here, and you're already probably. Uh, how, how many of you have have your spouses received their next assignments yet? All of us. All of us, <laughs> right? So you already know where you're going to go next. And yeah. and you you all have you all have families and children. Um, how has this been any different? Uh, how has parenting been? for while you're here with the, uh, at the war college, Melanie, you mentioned the idea that theoretically the husband is, uh, the spouse is available to pick up and drop off children. Um, but is that, is that different from other experiences you've had? Definitely. So, I mean, he's definitely home more, um, and usually can plan around stuff a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I think we're probably a little bit more unique. So we have our youngest one is four. Okay. Um, and then our older one is 10. Um, so especially with the four-year-old, it's been, you know, it's been nice because he can also drive him back and forward. Um, and it's not just me. (laughs) I think with the 10 year old, what was nice is everybody comes here at the same time. So it's like, you know, we're in the student neighborhoods if you live on post and then it's ready-made friends for them because everybody's new, everybody's in the same boat. So I think for the kids, this is probably one of the easier assignments we've done. Not that they've, you know, had a rough time before. I I mean, I know Joni has teenagers. 
Um, and so does Kim. So for them, that might be a little bit different from my younger ones. It's definitely been one of the easier ones just because everybody's new. So Kim, go ahead, especially uh, because uh, with the with the teen, I'm curious what this is like. Yeah. So the ready-made friends thing is great. It's nice that you all show up at the same time and you can walk right into those relationships and everyone is looking for friends because they're new. The other great thing about Carlisle Barracks is that the installation is so small that the Mm -hmm. kids, especially your older kids. So I have a 10-year-old, he's my middle kiddo, and a 13-year-old, and they both pretty much have free run of the place. They go to the PX, they go to the commissary, they go see friends in other neighborhoods, and that's a level of freedom that they haven't had somewhere else. Um, we've also found that the schools here have been pretty welcoming and pretty easy to accommodate different needs and, and things that students bring with them from past duty stations. That's not always the case everywhere, but I think Carlisle's pretty good at this rotating door of students coming in and out every year. It is a common experience. Joni, how about for you with your, with your, you have, you have three as well, right? Is that right? We have four. Yeah, four. Two of them are grown. Okay. Two are grown already and gone. And then we moved our son here his junior year. And then we'll be moving him out his senior year. So there has been an element for that that has been a little bit rough, but uh, the surrounding community has been amazing. Um, all of his teachers have been great. You know, they're used to kids coming in and out, even though the majority of the students at the high school are regulars, like just people who live in the community and are here all the time, but they have really embraced him, made him feel like he is part of the crowd that grew up here and he's had a great time. So it's been wonderful. And our 13 year old daughter, she has moved right along and had the same experience. So it's been great. And so for all of you, right, obviously you are, you are all army spouses, um, but here in the War College, of course, we are the U.S. Army War College, but not everybody here is from the Army. Um, how have you uh, have you learned or heard anything from your your colleagues who are from other services? Um, what what it's like is is the spouse experience the same? Different? Uh, uh, have you? Uh, I'm I'm really curious about this. Like, what's have you spoken to? What what's it like for a Navy spouse? What's it like for an Air Force spouse? Um, or uh, should, I, if, I to, if I don't mention the Marine Corps, I get in trouble. Let me mention the Marine Corps too. But anyway, go ahead. Anybody. We've, found, <laughs> we've been in a couple of assignments where we've had the opportunity to get to know families from other branches. Mm-hmm. And I think overall, we find that life as a military spouse is pretty similar. Mm-hmm. We use maybe different acronyms. We have different names for programs, but life as a military spouse is pretty similar. I think what I have heard from other branch spouses who are here this year is that, and not to like, cast shade on the other war college opportunities, but I don't think the other war college opportunities have the same level of community and opportunity for families and spouses that the army war college offers. So I have a a good friend who's a Navy spouse. And she said that the Naval war college is not anything like this in terms of the community and the activities and the opportunities. As a a department of the army civilian, I have no problem with you casting shade on other branches. (laughs) <laughs> All right. We'll see. We'll see if we, we also we want to generate as many emails as possible from our audience. So, but um, but this, I mean, that is the question. I mean, we are we are the biggest too. I mean, it's, you know, three hundred and eighty students. So that's a lot of potential families, and that that also includes international fellows. And how how have you how is the family program, and how do you envision sort of encouraging uh, the families of international fellows to be part of the community here? So I think our international fellows are already incredibly involved. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think I met more international fellows within the first month than I actually um, did actually like military families from the U.S. minus our neighborhood, but at like, you know, the offered programs and the offered classes. And this might also be me being German. I'm more drawn to the international mm-hmm. crowd because, you know, we have an Austrian family here, so I get to speak German with them. So it makes me feel a little bit more like home. Sure. Um, so I think they're incredibly involved and they're so open and it's so interesting to you know, get a chance to talk to people from India and see what it's like to be in their military. Do they move around or are they more stationary? And like, it's been an incredible experience, I think, more for us than for them, mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. there's such a wide variety of countries and such a wide variety of experiences. I feel like I've learned more from them. Um, and I'm very grateful that so many of them come to these classes and are so involved in them. Right. Joni, you wanted to jump in on that as well? It really has been an amazing experience. I've played golf with people from the Netherlands, the Czech Republic. Um, You know, they have international cooking clubs. There's so many things that they can do and they're teaching us and we're teaching them and we're talking about all of our experiences as military spouses, whether it's education or moving or trying to, you know, figure out how to take care of everything while our spouses are gone all the time. We all have and share those same experiences. And it's been really intriguing to talk to them and find out how it affects their life too. So it's been great. See, and and I guess that's the, there are certain universals, right? The idea of the experience of moving uh, your, moving your families every so often. Um, I have to ask a question out of curiosity, as I'm sure our audience might be curious too. And that is, are any of you the children of military families? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. Wow. So you volunteered for this experience, uh, not knowing what it was going to be. I, I've, I've, blindly. Blindly. <laughs> <laughs> We, we actually, when my husband graduated high school and we got married the following year, so we've been doing this a really long time and no, it has been a wild, wild ride, but one we would not trade for anything. Interesting. See, and I guess the, the thing for, for our, for our audience, for our listeners, right, is students at the War College are relatively senior. Um, and so, so that's why people have had a little bit more experience. I don't know if we had another meeting with uh, spouses in the captain's command course or, uh, or, or it's at an earlier level, right? What, what, what that would be like, perhaps someday we could do that as well. That would, that would be an interesting conversation to bring in some <laughs> of our younger counterparts and see where they're, what they're feeling. And so, and so Kim, going back to what you said at the beginning, uh, you had mentioned that, that this, uh, we're together today to talk about the beginnings of what you hope to be part of your, this year's spouses project within the family program about putting together a podcast series or a series of discussions for, uh, not only for current spouses, but also for, for future reference. Um, and so I'd like to take a minute and say, so what, what sorts of topics do you imagine that parent, that, that uh, spouses should hear about that you would like to cover in future conversations? Sure. So when we first came together, the spouses who are involved in the project, we had probably a million ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many things about military life 
that are shared, but there are also experiences that each of us have had uniquely, but we really had to boil it down to something manageable. So we came up with five topics that we think are maybe the most universal, things like PCSing, things like education uh, for both our children and ourselves, Mm -hmm. employment, self-care, volunteerism, those type of topics that no matter which branch of the service your family is serving in, no matter whether you're a brand new spouse or a more seasoned spouse, like some of us here at the War College, these are things that impact us daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. And so those are the kind of topics we really want to dive into. And our idea with the podcast is we want it to be able to reach lots of people. We were saying, you know, how interesting it'd be to bring in younger spouses. We want to have that conversation in a way that it's helpful for them. It's helpful for a brand new spouse. It's helpful for a more seasoned spouse. And also just to give people the sense that you're not alone in this. Like we're all living this this unique adventure together. And there's a lot of shared and common ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to think about how to phrase this question, but I want to I want to ask this question because is, is that um, you know when uh, when when I when I talk to when I talk to my spouse. Um, so we've been married 30 years. So I know what it's, uh, you know, a lot goes on in 30 years. Um, and we had to move, we had to move quite a bit too. Um, and that is, is there anything that you as a military spouse right now, if you could pick up the phone and you could talk to military spouse you 15 years ago, um, what would you tell her? Buckle up, I guess. <laughs> It's like, no, I mean, it's been a fun ride, Mm -hmm. right? It's been very unexpected, I guess, Mm -hmm. a lot of things that happened. And maybe, I mean, and this is unique to me, like, so um, me and my husband got married after he was stationed in Germany, Mm -hmm. PCS back to the States. So we got married after he PCS back to the States. So I moved with two suitcases. Um. Then they lost one of my suitcases, but I mean, regardless. So it's just, you know, that's kind that's of a like classic how it PCS started. experience right there. Yes. Right. And it's like, so it's just, um, I think though, it's like, even looking back, it's like, don't, I guess what I would say to myself is don't limit yourself, right? Put yourself out there um, and be open to the experiences and I've met so many amazing people over the course of these, you know, years that I would have never, ever met would I have not married my husband. Mm-hmm. So I'd say the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. And I think a lot of times if you hit that, you know, freak out moment where stuff is not going your way, just to take a deep breath and like things will work its way out like they always do. So I think that's probably my biggest thing I like to you know, stress out at times about things that I cannot control and not influence. So I think that would be my advice to myself is to just kind of relax at times and just take it one day at a time and we'll get there. Sounds pretty yeah, good. Was, Joni, what do you I think agree. about that? I think, I think you, I would say you have to be patient and you have to be adaptable. You have to be able to adapt to the changes that are coming or the curveballs that are thrown at you. Um, those would be my two biggest things. That's fair. That's fair. Kim, are you nodding your head, but is there a, you want to add anything to that? No, I think, I think I'm along with what Melanie said that I would love to go back and tell myself that the things that I spent so much time worrying about and trying to control, were all going to be okay in the end. And even, even the things that weren't like, okay, in the moment are actually okay, you know, 10 or 15 years in. 
So the amount of time we spend worrying about, especially with PCSs, I feel like the amount of time I spent as a young spouse and still as an older spouse, we're getting ready to move overseas. And there's just a lot of things to worry about. And the amount of time you spend worrying about schools and housing and transportation and your household goods, I, I could do so many better things with that time. <laughs> the amount of you know, worrying. So, so. Well, and, and, yeah. and relate, related to that, and this is something for, for, for spouses broadly within the service and for families, um, do you think, what inform, what's the most important thing you think the Army, in your experience, the Army did tell you or, uh, 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 well, the most important thing that the Army uh, helped you to know about your experience, what your experience as a spouse was going to be like? Um, or did you feel like this was a, uh, you just had to sort of make it up as you went along? I mean, did you, well, I, I, I'll take it a, another step here is that, did you have, did you have mentor spouses who helped you to understand what it would be like to be a spouse? Joni, I see you nodding your head. Go ahead. I think in the beginning, yes, we, I had great experiences with senior spouses who helped me along the way. I was young I didn't know what I was doing. I had never lived the military lifestyle. And I had leaders, you know, um, family readiness group leaders in every unit he was in who took me alongside, helped me if I needed something. They showed me what it looked like to be there for other people because we have to depend on other people. You can't live away from your families and not have help at times. Mm -hmm. And I tried to model a lot of what I did as, you know, I became a a leader of a family readiness group and I modeled it after what I had seen in the past. So yes, I think I had great role models who helped me. Interesting. Is, is family readiness group, is that a, is that a universal, uh, unit? Like, are, are those created at different institutions or is that a, is that an, more of an informal, uh, cooperation among, among families and spouses? And so the army formalized mm-hmm. it as their now SFRG. So now it's the, you know, it's changed names a couple times over the years. Um, but the idea behind it remains the same as far as like, you know, distribution of information, um, the connections we make and, you know, just help along the way. The other services have similar programs. They have different names. They all exist, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is universal. It should exist at every echelon in every unit. We've all seen it done better at one place, potentially, or one unit than another. But, I mean, it is what you make out of it, right? And I think for me, when we first got here, I, I don't know what I wouldn't have done if I wouldn't have had the spouses that I had with me. So when I got to the States after, you know, I got my luggage again, I was staying with uh, (laughs) my husband's, my husband's aunt, because uh, we were stationed at Fort Stewart at the time and she is down in Jacksonville. So it was the closest thing. So I was staying with her. Wes was still deployed um, by the, when I moved. And I think, you know, just striving up and like trying to find a house. And I was in this new country and not that the military culture is necessarily the same as living the civilian life in the United States, but I don't know what I wouldn't have done or what I would have done without the help and like people just taking me under their wing and showing me around and me not having to recreate the wheel or realizing 
what resources were out there and what all was available to me without me having to hunt it all down um, by myself. So I think, and I mean, that's really what the SFRG program or the, what the other services have, um, that's really kind of what it's designed for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so the, a program like like you are trying to do with the the potential of these podcast conversations, right? Is building on a community that already uh, does exist, right? There are, you know, you have do you, do you have regular meetings as spouses, or is it just? I, I imagine it's difficult with family schedules being as they are. I mean, do you do you see each other regularly? So in a in a traditional unit, not here at Carlisle. Right. Carlisle is a little bit different in that right. regard. But in a traditional unit, the Soldier and family readiness groups do have regular meetings. Mm -hmm. They do send out regular information. And I think kind of to build on what Joni and Melanie said about the importance of connecting with the people, you know, sometimes there's this idea that it's just his his career or mm -hmm. it's her career. It's not my life. It's like their career, which I think maybe you can do if your spouse is a civilian in a more traditional nine to five job. You can say that's his job. And this is our life over here. I don't think that's possible in the military. So I think in the military, you have to try and connect into those people around you who you can learn from. And also those programs that, you know, have resources, that have gatherings, that have events. You have to connect into that because, like Melanie said, you can't can't do this alone. Right. Well, because there's a paradox, right? It's because you are always moving as a as an army family. And yet wherever you go, you are an army family. Um, and so I guess a lot depends on what the army in the particular inst installation does to help you. So you're part of something bigger that you can't always see. Um, and so is it, is it fair to say that the, the purpose of the spouses program is purpose of the family program here at Carlisle, the purpose of these conversations is to help make visible the connections that people should feel that you can sometimes miss when you're busy living these crazy lives. Definitely, definitely. And you, every time we start over, you know, every few years when we move, you're finding new friends for your kids, new things, for, you know, outlets for them, new sports, new doctors, new dentists, new everything. And you need help with that. Yeah. Well, well, we are we are just about out of time for today, but I wanted to ask: uh, Is there any is there anything you would like uh, the audience specifically to know about about your spouse's project or about your experience as army spouses going forward? I mean, maybe Joni and Melanie and I are are lucky in this regard, but Joni kind of described earlier that it's been a wonderful adventure, and we wouldn't trade it for anything. And I think that if we can through these podcasts talk about the things that are hard, mm -hmm. but also how you get through the things that are hard so that it can be a wonderful adventure so that you can walk away from this at whatever point you and your family stop being active military. And you can look back and say, that was amazing. What a good ride we had. I think that's what we want to get out of these podcasts. I agree. Great. Well, uh, for our listeners out there, I hope that you'll uh, you'll tune in for future conversations. One way or another, there will be further Spouses Project podcasts released through the War Room. This has been a an introduction to uh, to the to the program to the uh, to the project, and I want to thank Melanie Wilhite, Kim Miller, and Joni Zipperer for joining us today on a better piece to talk about your work with the Spouses Project. Thank you, Ron. 
And it's great to be here. It's been great to have you all. And thanks to all of you for listening in. Please send us your comments on this program and on all of our programs. Send us suggestions for future programs. Please subscribe to A Better Peace if you have not already. And frankly, if you have not subscribed to A Better Peace by now, I hope that you will pause and take a long, hard look at your life. And then after you have after you have subscribed to A Better Peace, please rate and review this podcast on your podcatcher of choice, because that is how more people can find out about us. We're always interested in broadening this community for conversations like this one. And even though this conversation is over, we look forward to welcoming you next time. And so until next time, from the War Room, I'm Ron Granary. And that concludes our program. Thank you for listening. The views expressed in this podcast reflect those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views, policies, or positions of the U.S. Army or the Department of Defense. Let us know what you think. Provide us your feedback, comments, or suggestions through our webpage at warroom.armywarcollege.edu. And have a great day.